I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I'm fully vaccinated and never placated. <laughs> I may be from the suburbs, but that don't mean I can't get hood. Oh, an <laughs> moment. Oh, I love a dialect. 
I love a dialogue. All right, as you drink your fancy seltzer on this Friday AM. With, with oh a straw. My. With a straw. With a straw. The only, I am extremely team straw. I can't drink most things without a straw. I yeah. need a straw in my life. It should be multicolored. Yeah. I can't put my mouth on, on a can anymore, especially in a pandemic. <laughs> right? I just feel like it tastes different when it's, it tastes better when it's through a straw. I need something <laughs> in my mouth. I don't know what, I don't know what to tell you. It, it's, like it's, it. it's good to have a vessel in your mouth to transfer the liquids. We'll just say that. This is what, this is going to be a hot and spicy episode. I can feel it already. And you guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 209 and I am so excited to have a new Andy's girl on the People's People's Couch. You guys, he's the senior manager of culture and employee experience at Away, which P.S. I have um, an Away uh, luggage situation oh, and love it. I have it in Navy. I also use as my recording bag. Um, I love the weekender. it. Yes. I'm obsessed. Obsessed with the way I have both in navy to match the little tote that I have from YSL, right? And so, because I I live my navy life, I'm extremely into a way, and I'm extremely into this guest, guys. Welcome, Daniel Stokes. Hi. Hi, <laughs> Daniel. How are you? I'm I'm living my best life. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. Like the energy's flowing, and I'm like, yes. We are vibing. I'm icing my back like a youth. And oh I am gosh. in PJs, living my best life this Friday morning. Yeah, if I just start like going at a certain point, it's just going to add, it adds a lot of different temperatures to the room. Which Listen, I'm as we, as we get older, things in our body just change drastically. Older? <laughs> I get younger backward. Thank you so much. Benjamin Galley is what the original name of that movie was, which means I still haven't seen Benjamin Button. I've never seen but it I'm either. Like, I, I mean, I like, don't know. I don't we, know. I did, did he win an Oscar for that? No, he won an Oscar for being extremely hot with Leo DiCaprio in the movie that I've seen literally six times, the name of which I just forgot oh. this past year. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. <laughs> he, Brad Pitt, deserves to win an Oscar for his Golden Globes awards acceptance speech. Sad. I mean, like whomever was collabing with him, the writing was like chef's kiss, A plus <laughs> plus. And that I just forgot. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think. Oh yeah. It. Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah, that one. So good. Is it? I've, so I haven't. I haven't good. seen it. I haven't seen it. Oh my god, it is so good. I'll it's, add it. I'll add it to my so weekend watch. Together. I'll add it to my oh, weekend yeah. watch. Oh yeah, I've seen. I mean. Maybe I'll watch it again this weekend. It's fucking incredible. And I don't know that I'm like a Tarantino person because I have really ugly feet, but I, <laughs> he's so talented. Like he would not fuck with me. Like he, I would wear sandals and he would be like, keep it moving. But I actually stood next to him on the street in Times Square. I used to work at a place that it's our office are in Times Square. And one day I left work. Ooh. And like I know it was horrible. I was just like, this guy looks like Quentin Tarantino. And then like I'm like texting my friends. I'm like, this guy looks like Quentin Tarantino. And I took the worst shady spy pick. And my friends were like, that's that's definitely Quentin Tarantino. And he had like a folder with him. So I was like, maybe it's a movie script. Oh my god. Did he have anybody's feet in his mouth? Or you just knew from his face? It was the face. It was it was pre-mask life, so I I saw the entire (gasps) face. Wow. Did he notice that you were taking a secret pick? Um, I don't know. I'm not very discreet, so he probably saw, you know. I'm a I'm a jolly black man who always wears 
bright prints in sequins. So. <laughs> Intimate. Um, I remember I was going for like a walk. I was on the phone with someone. This is forever. This isn't even an, an interesting story, but happy Friday. I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> and I saw this really cute dog. And this is not, it was not the Quentin Tarantino even of dogs, but it was just like a really cute dog. And I was like, I really want to take a picture of this dog. And I tried to take a sneak picture of a dog because I realized it's like kind of weird to ask someone, can I take a picture of your it's dog? It's so very I did weird. It with, Extremely I weird. I did it without photo consent, except I forgot my flash was on. No, not the flash. And it was so <laughs> awkward. And I was like, I cannot lie. People know this. I cannot oh, yeah. lie. I've never been able to lie since I was younger. I have extremely obvious tells that I'm not going to share with <laughs> AGs, but like, if you know me, you know. And I just was like, oh my God, my phone went off. It was awful. It was, I was so mortified for myself. The dog was like, go fuck yourself. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, I'm running these streets. Like, it was just an awkward, it was a real awkward moment for all of us. That's literally the worst when you try to sneak a picture and the flash goes off. Or it's even worse when right. your your flashlight accidentally comes on and then people think you're secretly recording and you're like, no, it's just my flashlight. Like, sorry. Ugh, the phones. Oh my God. The And the tension of it all. Of like when you meet a celeb or you're like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, do I get that photo? You, just, you, you go for it. You, go, you have to do it. Like, I I, I get here's my philosophy I just mm -hmm. I approach it from like a very casual perspective you know I've worked in media and like tech so mm -hmm. I've been around a lot of famous people and I'm really good at spotting them on the streets um like I've spotted Marlo Jill Zarin Heather Dubrow <gasps> Bethany Frankel um I actually got stuck in an elevator with the Real Housewives of New York's cast season five or six um, oh my god, Aviva? Yeah, Avi Aviva, Heather, um Ramona, Sonia, and Carol. Like they were wasted. It was I used to I I used to work for a media company and, and did events and it was like the TV Land Awards post party <gasps> and I was like finishing up my shift and I, they were just like Pee Wee Herman was like the the recipient of like the lifetime achievement award so, so like much like, energy. They're like, they're like Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman's coming. Like we need to get the elevator clear. So I'm like going to the elevator and then stumbles in the drunk housewives and Sonia and Ramona were going back and forth about loyalty and like I'm working. I'm <laughs> I'm like in my early twenties and like Ramona and Sonia are just like you. If someone did da da da, da does that make them a loyal friend? And I was just like. I, I'd prefer not to answer. Just because, like, I was working. I didn't want to get involved. But, like, oh you know, I always will God. have that special moment for myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the Ramona and Jill of it all. I mean, they do not fuck her. They genuinely do not super fuck with each other like there's a genuine animosity and i mean at that point jill was still you know full-time just on a job yeah. so like there was that you know who's the spiritual center apple it's i that is a relationship that i think really honestly depends on the weather yeah. you know we need ryan murphy to do a feud series about jill and ramona would that be okay if Ryan Murphy was to do a feud 
for any Housewives feud. Ooh. And again, feud is like the only show he currently cares about because unfortunately Pose just finished filming. And guys, if you haven't watched Pose, it's, so it's good. the most extraordinary show you'll ever see. But you like, will Ryan cry. Murphy, you will cry. And like, I think the good thing about it is that like, he's really not involved in the script writing day to day. Which is good for him. It. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's honestly good for everybody. You can call it a Ryan Murphy vehicle, but it never jumped the shark. It's been like extremely... <laughs> It's been great. Like, it's usually, like, Ryan Murphy usually gets tired halfway through the first season. Then it's like, I'm going to call it in from, like, one of my seven houses in Malibu. So, I mean, it poses just everything. But, like, the feud is something that Ryan Murphy still enjoys. Like, American Crime Story. Ryan Murphy still cares about that. And I love when Ryan Murphy is still paying attention. Yeah, because that's when it's good. That's when it's good. So, which Houseway feud would you want Ryan Murphy to not fuck up with a one-season feud damn that limited is, series that is a deep question isn't that isn't that awful isn't that an awful question i almost said awful i don't the, know what the, the fuck fact is that i'm even me. like think like like what if there was like i don't know, like kenya and portia um yeah, or that like, would work or like i don't know like a bethany carroll or like i don't know oh my goodness you answer who would you pick I think I would do the Jill Bethany, honestly, gut instinct, not only because we were talking about New York, but also because Jill had this concept, which Andy talks about in his book, one of his books, where she just thought this would be great TV. So she mm-hmm. was calling Andy. She was calling production to be like, guess what I'm up to? I hate Bethany and I'm going to make her life miserable. And everybody was like, Jill, this isn't, this is not a good idea. This is not going to happen. Trust me, this is great. I hate her. This is going to be excellent TV. And then it was a complete shit Shit show. show. And so watching the production of it all, like the Jill, you know, the the moment Jill's calling Andrew Cohen to be like, I have this great idea. The producer scrambling, trying to figure it out. The ins and outs, the breaking of the fourth wall. Bethany rising. Rising to the top. Rising to this is peak Bethany. This is when Bethany breaks out, and in many ways, she has Jill to thank for that. Because had they not had this battle as the center of season three, which was in many ways also PS about the fact that Bethany got a spinoff and Jill felt like she wasn't thanked enough, rewarded Mm -hmm. enough, participating enough for Bethany's success. I mean, there's so many layers, and Bethany finds love, and then we know what happens yeah. at the end of that. <laughs> so good. So Actually, good. Would you're you right. change your answer? Would you keep? Would you Yes. Keep? I, think you, I think you have a great idea, and if Ryan Murphy's listening right now, which I'm sure he is, like, he can, he can contact us. He can contact us, and I'm going to say something that's not going to make a lot of sense. Go for and it. You guys just need to ride, ride the wave with me. I'm, I'm so riding. My alternate And again, this isn't going to make any sense, but we're just shooting. It's a Friday. We're very, we're vibing. We're vibing. We're comfy. We're comfy in PJs. I'm in a match. I'm in a matching PJ set myself. (laughs) Are you in PJs? Yeah. It's a t-shirt and shorts match. Oh my God. That looks like day wear. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say that's like, I mean, I I have worn it. I have worn it outside. But I also oh, sleep okay. in it. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it doesn't look like PJs. It looks like you're genuinely like in a responsible adult just for the Listen, day. Listen, the, the way my mom described it, she says, whenever you go to bed, you always want to make sure, just in case you have to like run out in a fire, that you're wearing cute PJs and cute underwear. 
Oh, I fully support that. I do not actually participate in it, but I fully support it. When Biden won Pennsylvania in, and New York found out all at once, we all lost our minds and ran into the street. I was in a fucking nighty and this weird, godforsaken, free people monstrosity over it that I still don't understand. That I've never been able to unpack why I bought it, and I keep trying to wear it, and it's like, don't do it. It's telling me not to put it on my body and you still continue to do it and we're gonna pretend i wouldn't wear that nighty as a um dress i wore it in paris as a it's a it was a vintage 70s slip and i just wear it as a dress and call it um call it my day but anyway okay listen going back to the alternate this isn't gonna make a lot of sense but i'm gonna say it fucking anyway because this is how we're rolling puppy gate <laughs> oh. Because you have Lisa, you have the woman at the top who's now finding herself in a situation where after so many seasons of potentially doing some behind the scenes maneuver and talk about working with production or working on behalf of production mm-hmm. or really on behalf of us when you think about it as a charitable initiative, the what she was able to do with manipulating plot, but like you have the the house of cards comes tumbling down over at Villa Rosa. You even have the fucking do- when the door closes goodbye kyle goodbye kyle and the dog the door closes on the dog we don't talk about that dog enough we were so distracted by lucy lucy that we forgot about fucking rumple still skin whatever the fuck shaggy whatever ben and jerry whatever heart is bereft bereft at the loss of kyle and maybe getting a walk it's, like we'll never get that moment again. Never get that moment. I just also like speak shout out to the Bravo producers and editors because they really know how to just get the right moments to make us yes. feel special. Like I mean, we t- we talk shit about Puppygate, and we should, by the way, because the second half of the season was tough. But I just recently rewatched it. It is so much more rewatchable than you would imagine. It's a lot better and more solid i think when we know not to i don't know if it's like an expectation thing or because i know what's going to happen Mm -hmm. but i honestly appreciated it more than whatever i was saying when it currently aired i think it's a rewatchable season okay i think i'll go back and, and 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 tap in is there a season of any franchise that's like your comfort blanket where you're like this is the season that really just does it for me where I can watch this over and over again and get feel something new or just really it's my safe space. I wouldn't say season, but definitely franchise, and that's New York. Mm. Like I will mm. liter- I will literally pop on Hulu and just like have them playing in the background while I'm working or just like relaxing. Cause it's just like they're so ridiculous and it's just like the iconic moments. Like I just the other day I was watching and like the the moment when Ramona did that stupid ponytail, I literally was just like, oh, ah! the Britney. like just like yes. stuff like that, like or like she when did it again. or like the it's about Tom. Like I literally took mm. a picture and like sent it to my sister, and she was just like, ah! like just Honestly, all these iconic moments come from New York. No one does it like New York. You're making me so emo thinking about It's About Tom because I walk by the Regency every day, but I have not watched that scene in so long because I usually like I uh, live on the upper E in the poor section. Thank you so much. And I walk down either park or mad and uh-huh. I've been, like walking to East Village or wherever the fuck. No, nomad, wherever. Not nomad. No ho. And I walk by the Regency 
constantly. It's like right smack dab in the 60s. But I have not watched that moment, that episode in so it, long. I think you've inspired it's, me. It's to this day, like, because you're sitting there like, as a viewer, even though you know what's about to happen, you're just like, yes. like seeing like Luann's like raw emotion and like Beth, mm-hmm. like we've all been Bethany before. Like we've all mm-hmm. gotten some tea that you, you have to deliver and you, but you don't want to deliver because it's not, uh, and it's just, and you just feel like, you just feel so bad for both of them. Like I feel bad for Luann, even though like, you know, come on Luann, but it's just like, you know, she just wanted love and she was willing to literally ignore the fact that her husband was making out with women at the Regency. I just, mean, just how, to have love. How could he do this to her? Question mark. An iconic moment, an iconic yeah. voice to text. Yeah, I mean, there the... will n- never be a question mark like it again. And the <laughs> cross promotion branding opportunity of the shaky glass, which I do believe was real shakes, but I also do believe she knew exactly what she was drinking because she made sure we all knew it. Oh well. yeah, that's another thing. Like rewatching New York, it's just like, oh my gosh, do we have to have Skinny Girl everything at every event? Like, Everywhere. like you know, Bethany was like in her contract, like every party, every car ride, every event. Mm-hmm. Skinny girl must be there. And it's just like, is it even, I've never had it. Is it good? So at the beginning of Andy's girls back in the early 1700s, we used to do great, a great cocktail. time period. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful time for literally nobody. Um, we used to toast to the cocktail and there were some episodes cause I'm a super lightweight. I can get sloshed off of a glass of whatever and so I did like I remember I did like a manzotini or some shit, which is a, a terrific Aperol spritz, but um, or take on an Aperol spritz. But um, uh, so I've had several or had several of the Skinny Girl items. Skinny Girl Classic I remember was de- genuinely solid. Some of the flavors were bad. Like I think there was some sort of coconut thing oh, that gross. was like you no. cannot. It just tastes like it tasted like saccharin flat. Like if a if a cocktail sang sharp, it was some of this skinny girl stuff. It was just not it was not good, but it was like I think it was priced okay. I uh-huh. wanna say. So you were also, you were okay. You were okay drinking it. I was. I mean, the worst thing that we ever had by far, I'm sure if you asked Damien this too, he would agree, was LVP's sangria oh that sounds which just... was 35 dollars and actually undrinkable it was like <laughs> putrid <laughs> not good I mean, not, housewives not good should probably just not make drinks but i do want to I, I i do sometimes google like is there a case of ramona P- pinot grigio out there or like is whatever happened for sale I think maybe like one or two places actually had it. And then like I tried to see if there was some more tipsy girl laying around. But, Mm. you know, another defunct product from Miss Morgan. Peter, her then business partner, told us he was sending us a box of it or something or a couple bottles to try on AG. And he was like... It's on the ship from wherever. And we were like, okay, that sounds great. And then we never heard from him again. And I emailed him twice to be like, are you ghosting me, Peter? Like, (laughs) I just want to get tipsy with Sexy Jay. Why are you doing this to me? And I truly, he truly ghosted me, much like he did, I'm sure, several other entities and LLCs. Like, I truly never heard from him again, ever. (laughs) Rest in peace. May its memory be a blessing. Yes, may its memory live on. 
can I ask you, who's your spiritual housewife? Like, who's the person? I love no because it's like a window. And it doesn't have to be. People are sometimes like my aspirational. You can answer it however you want. But I do have to say there are complicated answers, which I also fully support. It could be somebody doing something and you're like, I see this in myself and I want to correct it. Or somebody I just vibe with. I just feel like I understand their energy energetically. Mm. We are just magnets to each other. Who would you say your spiritual HW is? You know, this it's for those who know me know will probably be shocked by this, but I think Ooh. the more I get to know myself, I I would honestly say Lisa Renna because Oh. Because Lisa Renna like, I feel like in my life, like, I know the assignment, and I always get it right. And I feel like Lisa... <laughs> <laughs> that is a tagline! I feel like Lisa Renna, like, and I, I, I've, I've had to come to terms with this, because, like, mm. I have shed a lot of shitty things about Lisa Renna on Twitter. Okay. Like, I actually yeah. got suspended on Twitter once for something I said about her. What uh, did you say? I think I was just, like, I, I had a margarita... And it was really strong. And I was, she did something. And I was just like, you know what? Lisa Renna is such a see you next Tuesday. I was about to say you called her a cunt. Yes. And I tagged. I knew that you did. I tagged her. I knew that you. Oh, my God. You can't do that. Wait, can we just PSA? Don't call women cunts. I will. I'm the only one in the world who can. Nobody else can. I was, and it was, I was so drunk. It's the most weaponized gendered word. Yeah. My friends were just like, Daniel, you can't do that. And I'm just like, I, like Twitter is always watch. I, I I will not tag a celeb. I made a joke about Demi Lovato once. that did not go over well. I'm not repeating it. (laughs) Well, now I feel like I want to say it. I don't, please don't say it. I'll DM you later. Yeah, slide into my DMs. Wait, so so did she respond? Was she like, and you have a good day as well? I just uh, I just what, woke up the next morning and I tried to tweet something and it was just like, oh, no, you're under suspension for 12 hours. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know you could get suspended for saying that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is probably... I think I'm on my third Twitter page. Oh my god, are you a troll? I'm I'm not a troll. I'm not I I'm not a troll. It's just that I think I'll like get a little tipsy and then Passionate? say yes. Like the last time I got suspended was I made some a comment about Daniel Cameron who like is the trash person. Oh, right, yeah. Brianna. Yeah. He, it was like during the Republican National Convention I made a comment about his hairline. Um and like I ret- well, I mean, yeah. facts. And then I said something about like him being something that I'm not going to say. But I think someone famous had tweeted something, and I retweeted it. So like he was tagged in it. So then I woke up the next morning, Twitter page gone. Um, I thought when you said Daniel, I immediately thought you said Danielle, and I was like, well, I mean, yeah, that that would be fine with me but yeah. also daniel's dan- dragging him as well is 100 percent yeah approved. so now now if i drag people i just don't tag them that is yeah. that's the sweet spot yeah so um when it comes to lisa why is that surprising you think to your friends that you well because i consider I, yourself a rena because i think the last couple of seasons like i was really frustrated with her last season i felt mm-hmm. like you know yes like they're they're there to do a job 
And, like, the mm-hmm. job is to entertain us. And that involves, like, drama and talking about things. But I just mm-hmm. feel like if you've been friends with someone for so long, like she was with mm-hmm. Denise. 20 g- years. Give her a heads up. Like, and, like, I, I, I totally got that. Like, did should Denise have, like, stepped up to the plate and, like, owned it? Yes. But, like, as, a, as your friend, like, I would have been like, yo, this, we just found this out. I know you're on the plane. You're going to see this when you get off. Like, homegirl, shit's going down. But instead, she was just kind of like, mm. I mean, Rinna was gleeful about it. it I know. It was the best thing she'd ever heard. She saw it and she was like a dog chasing after a toy. Yeah. Like, oh my God, she it's Fetch like, again, oh, you guys. Oh, I can't oh. believe Fetch is happening. Like, yes. It's, we've played this game before, babe. Like you, but this time there should be stakes in your relationship with her. And what does that say about how you view your relationships yes. with women who you've known since way, way, way before. Exactly. Who you know have gone through complete hell. That this is where you're kind of like marking your spot. Exactly. This stuff. So yeah. So I, and I consider myself a very loyal friend and like, I would never mm-hmm. ever do that. But like, at the end of the day, Lisa Rena does what she has to do to secure that check. And I, cannot be mad at her for that i can be mad at her for being a bad friend but she's Mm -hmm. a great housewife and again she knows the assignment she gets it done you know she has her annoying obnoxious traits that we're all just like there she goes again with Mm -hmm. another dancing video but guess what we're talking about her you know we are always talking about it she dangles these carrots and she does stuff to genuinely perform the art of performing the art of housewifery and there are elements of that that have been grading. There are elements of that that have been entertaining. I would say closer to the beginning of her journey on Housewives. Yeah. And I'm already annoyed, to be perfectly honest, about what's going to happen with Beverly Hills. We were supposed to get the trailer this week. It got bumped, I think, for the Kardashian special announcement. Ugh. Allegedly, it's coming this coming week. I would think early in the week. And guys, I'll do a live reaction to that for Patreon when it happens. But... I'm just already a little on edge Same. about how they're going to gaslight us with Erica Jane. That it's like the divorce narrative and not the um, y'all are criminals or at least you're married to one. Exactly. Situation. It's like, don't do this spin. We know what we know. We know real yeah. tea. And you know that Rin is going to be an active part. Rin is going to be the artisan in residence of that. Oh, arc. totally. But, you know, we're just going to have to see how this goes i guess i mean the weird thing with the rinna and denise is that that almost connects with what to me is happening on atlanta where we want the women to be revealing of themselves there are going to be stakes there are going to be things that happen that aren't captured by production Mm -hmm. regardless of whether they've happened with somebody else unrelated to the current cast or not with brandy and denise allegedly but at the end of the day, you were talking about someone's sexual history. Mm-hmm. Is it really their responsibility to have to share that with you on camera? And what does it mean when you refuse to let it go? Yeah, it's like it's it's a conflicting narrative because like you want them to have the drama and discuss things. But then it's like people should be able to literally do whatever they want with whoever they want in the privacy of their bedrooms. And we shouldn't be able, we shouldn't be, as my friends were calling it, be the coochie patrol and are clocking other people's genitals and what's going on with it. 
So it's just like, ugh, it frustrates me, but I'm also like, yes, but no, but yes, but no. So it's like, mm. How did you feel about Marlo's spiel at the dinner with Big Frida? I was just very confused about that. Like, and the, I, the thing I loved was that Portia called it what it was. Portia was like, mm-hmm. she's trying to make herself relevant. And like, I love this Portia that is like, I'm not, I get, I, I peep, I peep the game and I'm not going to play your game with you. Like, if you want to have a conversation, let's keep it real. Let's be women. But like, let's not, let's not make something out of nothing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. why is Marlo putting herself in the middle of the whole like Kenya and, and Portia thing? Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, and it's like, she, you can't really trust Marlo, but and you definitely cannot trust Kenya. So it's just like, I, I appreciate the fact that Portia has her walls up and she's she's not letting them take her to the places that they want her to take her so they can get their camera time. With Marlo, I mean, I just am so confused. Is she actively participating in a manipulation that was set up and run by Kenya or... Is she doing this, I mean, regardless of whether or not it comes from a point of manipulation, like, does she believe what she's saying? She is so wound up about this and about feeling like she has been deceived by her friend that she feels like that means her friendship with Portia isn't real or valid. But if Portia truly did not have sex with this man... She's not lying to Marlo, regardless of whether or not it's Marlo's business to begin with. Yeah. Why are you believing the person who has no evidence aside from audio, you know, who's hearing something and it all goes down at the end of the day to like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You know, like it's the whole idea of like the definition of sex to me when there are so many other ways to experience and express pleasure. But also if your friend, if you feel your friend is not being honest with you, why not unpack why that dishonesty is occurring when you are in an alliance with her arch nemesis, arch nemesis, literally the, the woman who put a bullhorn in her face on a couch on national television, like, like they don't like each other but my thing is like do you think if there if it really happened production would have played this alleged audio of moaning that kenya allegedly heard i don't know because i don't know if that would help or hurt what's going on i think it's almost more interesting regardless of serious privacy stuff to have these weird shots from the security cameras and then Kenya running with whatever she heard because Kenya is elevating and sort of like playing into this whole thing that she doesn't have a lot of actual evidence mm-hmm. of. So she's just adding on to and adding on. To, it's like a game of telephone that she's having with herself, but also yeah. with the TV cameras of like, well, I heard this and I'm saying this and then I heard this and then witnesses said and then all of these people are saying this thing because I said it to begin with. And everybody's talking about it because I'm the one that's continuing to refuse to let the mouse go. You're doing this thing and then you're being like, well, everybody else is doing it. It's it's what. Kenya is very skilled at 
And my question is like, where is, what is Marlo's understanding and participation in what is so obviously a game Mm -hmm. being played? I cannot make heads or tails of it. I have a segment on Andy's Girls called Satchels of Gold, named in honor of her holiness, Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone, (laughs) which are listener thoughts and feels and questions and concerns. And I have a satchel of gold from Will in Winston, Winston Winston-Salem, North Carolina, who says, hey, listening to your amazing new episode with Jonathan Chandler and wanted to add a wrinkle to the conversation about the Portia v. Marlowe and Kenya of it all. Would love to get your thoughts on the Tanya-Sam erasure happening. Tanya has obviously quit the show, stopped filming post-Charleston, but I find it odd that this hasn't been more of a plot point. Now, when Marlo and Kenya bring up Bolo Night, it almost seems as if the context for what happened was Portia acting alone. I 100% believe Portia would be more forthright about whatever sexual experience she had if she were not trying to protect her friend, who is more private and also in a long-term relationship. I feel like this is important as the narrative shifts to be, it doesn't matter if she had sex, it matters if she lied about it. Mm -hmm. To me, it makes the whole situation seem even more unfair toward Portia, who is now shouldering it alone and also trying to protect her friend who kind of left her high and dry. Mm. I mean, points were made. We're not talking about Tanya. We really aren't. Like, do you, I, and like, I think Portia is making a very active, like she's being very active and, and, and intentional about not bringing Tanya into it. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, it's just, that's what's, I think that's what's very heartbreaking about it. It's just that like, these words can be damaging um, to Tanya's relationship. And it's just like, it's like you said, like, let the mouse go. Like, why, like, why do we have to keep bringing it up? Like, Portia's a single woman. She can do whatever she wants. Like, let it live. Like, if Tanya was watching or participated or, like, you know, even just cheered on from the sidelines, like, that, it really shouldn't be any of our our, our prerogative. But I think it, it there does feel like there's holes missing. And, you know, I wish Tanya would have kind of stuck around and, like, held her own. But, you know, like, Portia has alluded that, like, you know, that's not, like, P- Tanya's not that strong of a person. Like, Portia's used to this. She's ready to play the game. And Tanya was wanted to just have fun. And then she got dragged into a mess. And especially after Cookie Lady, like, she, I can I imagine. Mean, like she's been through a lot. I would counter and say it has nothing to do with strength. It has everything to do with privacy. Because mm-hmm. you can be incredibly strong and also, like, this is this specific thing I am not going to discuss because at the end of the day, it is not even Tanya potentially sharing her story. It's also sharing the story of her relationship with her partner who may not be interested in his long-term partner fee i think they're technically fiance but forever person sharing whatever agreement consensual whatever they have going on in Mm -hmm. their relationship and bedroom which when you talk about intimacy and revealing I mean, there's like emotional vulnerabilities you can reveal, but also just talking about sex right now in any climate when it comes to things that can be manipulated and used for plot. That is a lot to take on, especially when you know that 
Kenya's coming at Portia and Tanya might be the one weaponized in yeah. order to make that happen. I mean, I also don't know because nobody is mentioning her. Mm-hmm. I feel like there had to be some sort of like email BCC yeah. sliding into DMs with legal where they were like, um, cool, cool, cool. Do not ever talk about my client or else we will own the Real Housewives of Atlanta in exactly. about 44 minutes plus commercials. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. There I was, feel like there, there was a there lot was some, of different factors. There was an offline conversation where it was just like, dude, you cannot say her name. Like, she is no more. So please. Right? Which it's is crazy. Yeah. How so? It's just like, it's just wild. To, I, I, could, I don't know if I could ever be on a reality show for like this very reason. Like, you literally have to give up all all privacy and like I don't know if I could handle it like and clearly Tanya couldn't handle it because yeah no tell me I just think like yeah like she had to she the fact that she bowed out she wasn't ready to like disclose all aspects and facets of her life and I think I mean I was even I was listening to something that Dorinda was saying and she was saying that before she signed up the producers were like if you have any skeletons like anything about your life that you do not want anyone to know about like let us know now because everything will come out like everything about your life will come out and it's just that like these people have to be okay with that and prepared that it's gonna actually happen um and then just ride the wave and not sue bravo or the production companies when (laughs) when 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 they don't want stuff to come out like i wonder how many cease and desist these production companies have sitting like on their lawyers desks like (laughs) (laughs) it is i mean it's so wild and it is also that idea that like a lot of housewives the very plot central plot of so many seasons has been the reveal without that person giving their like own consent obviously in the sense of you're about to share this secret or say this thing about my marriage my job my money whatever And more often than not, there's a layer of truth there, which is why people usually respond loudly. Mm -hmm. And it's the fight between you're talking about this thing that I don't want to talk to you about. And there's not a trust that hasn't been developed yet. Or there's too much trust where I feel like I depended on you to not be that person. And the knowledge that it is now going to be shared with millions of people. Oh, I don't, I couldn't do it. It's, I couldn't do it. When it comes to reality programming, I don't know. Let's have a talk about something else. I could not be a, no, under, no, a day one. I would be like, I just don't know. Yeah. I just, especially, I just don't know. Especially in, in this climate. Like, back in the day, maybe, but like, yes, with all the tweets. Before the, we knew. Like, if someone found my old tweets that got me suspended. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're 100%. I like, don't be, I don't know. I'm getting like know. I'm get, like I'm getting canceled, like literally getting canceled, like. So, I like I'm ready. Like if it ever happens, like I'm just going to be like, "Listen, there's going to be some tweets." And um I I did I did tweet them. So, here's the press release. I, I also feel like ownership has been a part of some of the other franchises when it comes to like how are you being expected to take and share responsibility for bad behavior. Like, mm. let's look at Dallas. Brandy is playing a fun little game of my problem is yours. I deserve your grace. I will give it 
some to you if I feel like it. And Carrie is a dick. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time I watch Dallas, I, I just get so, like... I wanted to stand up and clap for Dandra Simmons when she like mm. sat there and watched Brandy like go on this tirade of uh, her being like, you're supposed to be my friend and you brought up this racist video. Like, well, it's not air quote racist video because it was a racist right. video. And then to be right. like, you you spoke about it and made it about yourself. Like, no, she, she was asked a question about the show that you're on, that you're currently filming. And they wanted to know, are we going to address the fact that you made a racist video and, oh, one of your new castmates happens to be Asian. Like, nothing about that conversation felt weird to me for her to have with the press like and she right. said like we're gonna address it and like I honestly feel like it would have been worse had Deandra not responded to it like had she been like no comment or like oh I don't want to talk totally. about it like I didn't think that would have felt because then the the, the 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 journalist would have twisted that to been like I did question Miss Simmons about her castmates racist video and she mm -hmm. chose not to comment like so stay tuned it's gonna be a wild season but the fact that she said hey She's working on herself. We're going to address it. Like, yeah, the, these, these are things that the, the viewers deserve to know. Like, is she going to address this? Because people were very angry that she was still on the show and Leanne was not because they had very similar, you know, actions. And it's like, okay, we're punishing one person, but rewarding another. So like, I, I mean, like I've been in many situations in my life as a black man when white women have tried to play the victim and I just, it it's, it's laughable, but also it's traumatizing. Like as a person of color, you know, like who is a Bravo fan. And it's just like the fact that like, she's not connecting the dots and like, there's an Asian person two feet away from you and you're mm -hmm. still playing this victim. Like, like I get it. Yeah. I'm sure the internet was harsh to you, but like, I just, I don't have any space in my heart or my soul or my body to like, be like, it's okay. Like, it's like, no, you fucked up. And like, now you got to deal with it. Which Deandra did say, but the fact that people are like, yeah, you were wrong for bringing it up. Like, no, like stop giving her this grace that like she doesn't deserve. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't, she doesn't deserve any grace. And I just think that like the editing is, has been really frustrating of giving Brandy all these moments to just be like, I'm trying so hard. I'm so sorry. Like, I want to be a better person. And it's like, but like, I don't actually think that brandy was is sad about the fact mm -hmm. that like she did something bad and, and hurt people i just think brandy it was affected by you know the the trolls and the and the public mm -hmm. outcry that's why she's sad she's not sad that she created a racist video that's my take i wonder why brandy is so invested in being seen as a person who is being given grace as opposed to giving grace to her cast members who didn't put out a racist video mm -hmm. and then double down on it and say, I would do it again, or I thought it was really good and then receive a lot of backlash and have to deal with some aspects of self-care related to that. But why isn't she apologizing to her cast for the pressure that she put them under? Exactly. Like, Deandra didn't put out this video. 
why aren't you saying, I'm sorry I put you in that position instead of you didn't do a good enough job of helping me with a sympathy edit that I am surely also getting from the show. So please watch me cry as the rest of the cast is silent, participating in enabling this really shitty gaslighting behavior. It is just, I, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait for the reunion because I hope they go at it and really talk about this gaslighting and the enabling and like, like, but like, as, and like someone like Carrie, my God, like, I don't even know where to start with her. Like, do you, like, what, like, do you realize, like, I, it just doesn't make sense to me that like, she was so angry at Leanne, but then is treating Brandy like a porcelain doll that like needs to be protected and nurtured. And it's just like, wait, do we, yeah. what? Are we, I mean, what? she doesn't, she doesn't care about. Uh, I do, I genuinely do not believe that she cares about marginalized communities out, aside from her own, which was specific to her hatred of Leanne. Yeah. I think that she had every right to be angry at Leanne, but it is incredibly inconsistent and hypocritical when she doesn't apply that same basic reasoning to Brandy's behavior to the extent that in the very first or second episode of the season, she said to Brandy, if this person doesn't forgive you, then she's like not worth your friendship. Yeah, which is you can truly go fuck yourself with a with that machete. Go fuck yourself with that machete. Like, <laughs> I mean, and she's such a she's a mean person who is unbelievably classist and elitist. And to me, alcohol is very revealing. It does not, to me, change a person's behavior. It lowers their inhibitions. And there's something that, like, Michelle Obama said about the presidency, where she's like, the president doesn't change a man, it reveals him. Mm. That is how I feel about housewives drinking on camera. Oh, yeah. It It shows us who you really are. It shows us who you really are. I was... I don't know how to describe the feelings that I felt about Carrie trying to obviously and consistently make a man feel bad in all of the worst ways that she could think of to trigger someone for sport. She talks about how bad it is that this guy hunts animals. I'm a 20-year vegetarian. Unlike Carrie, I care about animals to the extent that I don't put them in my body and eat them for lunch. Yeah. So I find the hunting of it all ultimately the animal is going to be killed. So I I don't know what the problem is in Carrie's eyes, but Carrie is yelling at this guy and making fun of him, minimizing his sexual prowess, behavior, organs, whatever, because she knows that that is the worst thing she can say to this person Mm -hmm. to make them feel bad. She is hunting this guy for sport and yet pissed because he shoots birds. Exactly. Make that make sense to me. The math ain't mathing. And, like, I was actually thinking this, that, like, I mean, I don't want to say that someone has a problem, but, you know, I just feel like every episode it feels like Carrie's... Just waking up, oh, I'm hungover. I got so drunk. It's just like, are you like, I think you may have, you need to, you may need to put the bottle down and like really address some issues. Cause it's like, it's not, it's not cute. And it's like, that's the point of where I think a housewife needs, once, once it's not cute and you're making people uncomfortable, like the viewer, like if I'm sitting in Brooklyn and I'm uncomfortable, we need to address that because it's just like, the way you speak to people and the way you belittle them and the way you you speak down to them and like 
this this select this this tunnel this tunnel vision of your view on race and racism and your her proximity to her light skin and you know it just the math ain't math in and I think Carrie we're treat we're seeing who she truly is and it's actually a horrible terrible human being. I mean, she is an extremely dark soul who needs to, in my eyes, drink constantly because her disgusting behavior when sober doesn't land as well as when you can say, oh, I was just drunk. So she can tell Deandra her food is disgusting or whatever, which are like stupid things to say, but things to say to make someone feel bad. But listen, if she's had some jello shots, that makes it okay. So that when she has these moments of breakthrough or whatever, where Stephanie's like, cool um that actually really was not okay what you said to this person and Mm -hmm. she dismisses it and then has a moment of feeling shame it's all okay now because she has expressed that little moment of whatever while she's coming off of being super drunk and now she's like sober for a minute so she has a breakthrough so everybody has to forgive her and then a couple hours goes by and it's you know tequila katie once again like this doesn't it it does not track to me and what she is revealing is a vile spirit to me Mm. i really think she is not a good egg she is a bad egg as someone who is a vegetarian but doesn't consume dairy but does love herself an egg white this is a bad egg an egg i do not care if that egg cracks throw the egg in the trash and call it a day and we're finding out news about the reunion. We're yes. recording this Friday morning, taped yesterday. Friend of the pod, Dave Quinn, Love Dave. tweeted something. Love Dave. And then he knew it was going to get some attention where he's <laughs> like, something happens on the Dallas reunion that's never happened before in history. I immediately thought it was Brandy, uh, you know, handing in her two weeks notice where it was like she says at one point, you know, and this is why I'm leaving the show, blah, blah, blah allegedly reportedly that's not what happens what happens is they fly to new york to record i assume new york to record carrie and brandy are on the plane together carrie's holding brandy's baby at one point shooting the shit because brandy has an infant um or new whatever yeah small little baby child little person and (laughs) little baby person and so she is uh they're sitting they're shooting the shit there's photos of them in the hotel Turns out Carrie tests positive for COVID. And because she was next to Brandy, spooning or whatever on the flight, coughing on each other for sport, talk yeah. about fun times, whatever, <laughs> um, they are not able to film in the same room at the reunion. So this is the first time it's ever happened in history that two housewives are going to have to Zoom record in and not be a part of the set because one tested positive right before. The only asterisk I would put, there are two I would put on this. One is to say that this has never happened before in history. I mean, COVID's been around since 2019. <laughs> America's been super affected by it since March 2020. So, like, never before happened since the pandemic happened last yeah. year. This isn't exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not like the, the first. The first, like, is it going to be the trailer? The first time in history, like, cutaways right. of, of people like, what? Huh? She's positive, 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 positive. <laughs> I mean, it's a technicality is what it is. But also, it really fucks us after a bad, complicated, tough season to watch because the two people who need to be held most accountable are now quarantining, I would think, separately. So aside from whatever production magic had to be done, 
you need to have the tension in the room. Yes. The, the reunion, especially the season, has to be the response and the pushback. I want to see a justice for Deandra and Tiffany narrative. But if you have two people fucking Skyping in, one of whom just got tested positive, so you would think they're going to have some sympathy energy directed their way Mm. we're never going to get anything close to not even a spiritual battle royale but just like a moment of basic justice yeah when one of them is in their fucking you know hotel Hotel room room. hopefully glam by itself you're not putting a goddamn makeup artist i I hope i hope they did their own glam because that that would be horrible to put someone at risk because you fucked up like i just and like that was when i read that i was like damn because like what you said like we like i i think that like deandra and tiffany have carried this season and like i think tiffany's been an amazing amazing addition Mm. i love the growth that deandra's made like she's so strong and like she's so confident and like her and like the things that she Mm. says like she doesn't teeter or waver in them and like Mm -hmm. i i I wanted them to just really just go at it and it's just it won't be the same because they're not in the same room i'm i'm hoping that it's st- we still get some level of it. it. We know it's not gonna be that level that we want of like that tension in the room of sitting across from each other and really going for it. But I I just hope the girls get ready to filth because we need it. We need it. Dallas needs it. If Dallas doesn't hold Carrie and Brandy, and, I mean all of them to be honest, Stephanie, Cameron, like mm-hmm. all of them for the enabling of this disgusting behavior, then they're they're in deep water. With Brandy, so she has her baby with her, which I completely understand. But if she's quarantining because she was in very close contact with um, Carrie, who is watching the kid? Is she going to be literally holding? This is a genuine question. I'm not being an asshole. Is she literally going to be holding the child? Because how on earth are you like, cool, so about that racist video and then the shit you said to me about Grace and trying to bully me. How do you do that when it's a mother holding her young child? child. Like, hold on, I gotta breastfeed while while we talk about, you know, the racist video. Like Right? Like how does that how does that how how does that that is a like that is a dance. Like I hope that Deandra has been in training with the Joffrey and like working on her plie because you need to be fucking abt levels to figure out a way around that i think i think she's i think she's i think we'll get a good reunion i think tiffany i mean based off tiffany's tweets alone mm. like tiffany moon does not play and she's she's good to let these girls have it it's like mm-hmm. you all made my life a living hell and guess what i'm going to make your life a living hell and guess what i'm also a you know, a, a, I'm a little smarter than you all, so I'm just really gonna like make you all shake in your boots, and I'm really, I really want to see what like their 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 responses are gonna be, and like how they're gonna justify their behavior and their actions. And a quick side note: I never want to see a housewives narrative be them buying a house ever again. Like it's not fun for me. It's not exciting. Like Cameron, like we don't care about your seven point five million dollar house. That's my I personal mean, opinion. I don't like. I'm like. I get. I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, give me something more than. Uh, are we in closing? I don't know. I've never bought a house. I 
do love a house that costs a lot of money. So the love fact that it was like seven or eight or nine or whatever, a million dollars. I love that, but it's unfortunate to me that we're getting like, is it going to sell? Oh, it's going to sell. Is it selling to us? Are we selling the other one? But we're not going to get like the move-in stuff because I think that happened yeah, after, that happened after filming. filming. That's where the actual stress comes in. I also think this is COVID time. So like what the fuck else is going on? This is to me, I mean, with Cam and with all of the marriages on Dallas, we never actually get anything close to intimacy we get a thousand percent on other franchises yes. when we're talking about fucking who are you fucking i heard you or you know like we're getting a whole bunch of stuff when it comes to sex and intimacy marriages new jersey alone yeah. and yet on dallas it's like she's talking about buying a house cool let's talk more about court yeah like, let's talk about how court has never cried before in his life so when he does <laughs> it comes out as a whimper like what is uh, <laughs> just expressing love he's crying mm-hmm. you know like what is happening here what's happening in your relationship the way that you guys talk to each other doesn't make any sense what's happening with stephanie and travis the yeah. last time we heard he was giving her lists and then that was the last exactly thing the last heard. thing we heard i want to see the tension between carrie and her husband because like like if I if my wife went on national television and was basically telling me that like basically talking shit about me the way Carius talked about her husband like I would be like do you want to stay in this marriage like and like how bad to like I don't I don't have like I don't have any money it's all Eduardo so like I just don't feel comfortable in my marriage like what like this is weird like this is awkward I can't afford to divorce you is what like, she is what her <laughs> like okay like you, can yeah, we un- can we unpack next? that like right he has not has he appeared once I don't remember I don't remember seeing him at all this season I think maybe in her like when it was her birthday and like it was like a home video of like them like giving her a cake in the morning yeah. but like I haven't seen him make appearance I mean, at all this season during a pandemic when you would think they were likely quarantining together and we have gotten 18 stories about her kids 18 moments and scenes with her children and yet not a single really full one that we can remember which is saying something with her husband i mean we're getting obviously moments with jeremy but that's there's not tension there because yeah. they love each other exactly partners so like i love to see it but there needs to be a counter exactly oh we need we need some balance like i want to see someone whose marriage is literally on fire um <laughs> speaking of fire what's happening on new jersey what was that was that play acting what what was that i was fine with it i watched it again this morning what, what happened? What happened there? I was, it, it's so funny because I, I watched it last night. So like I saw all the tweets like Wednesday night and I was just like, oh my goodness, this is it. I, I don't, what is going on? I don't, I really don't know either. And I'm just like, oh, Melissa, like, just like, is this what we're going to go with this season? Like my husband's mm. jealous of my success and like, oh, like I too like want a life and I'm not going to be a housewife for you anymore. Like, that's what we're, that's what we're going to do? Like, that's the best? I mean, I believe that that exists in their marriage. I just have watched that van scene, and I'm just trying to understand 
where does the reality end and the reality TV begin? Mm -hmm. I believe that there is tension because she is now a reality TV star. I believe that Joe is in extremely invested in an extremely traditional marriage. I also believe he absolutely enjoys being on the show as well. He should. They're in it for the long haul. Exactly. But I was confused watching it because I just didn't. I believe that there is a foundation of truth there, mm -hmm. but the ways in which they are expressing it, like, listen, you know, it's a little snowflake can start a huge fucking storm. So is it the fact that she wasn't walking with me? I feel like she forgot about me for a moment, just like she's forgotten about me and I need a lot of affection and I want her to be successful, but I also want her to be mine. Mm -hmm. I I hear that. I hear understand it. it. I appreciate it. it. But I don't un I the I felt like there was a performative aspect of how they were dancing this dance and I just was like where how much of this it could be all real. It could also be that I don't know this was like the invited dress. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I just what? thought they, I thought they should have workshopped it a little bit more. Like right? at, like the night before and they'd be like, no, you say this. And then I, like, it just, it felt a little, it felt awkward and weird. And like, I think you can even like see some of the cast members face and they're kind of like, mm, mm, okay. Mm, all right. I'm here for you. But like, okay. All right, girl, we don't get it, but like, we gonna hug you. <laughs> and so like, like that's, <laughs> Like, that's how I felt out there. They were just like, yeah, yeah, like, you, mm -hmm, we love that you're successful. And they're just, I'm sure, I'm sure they went to their rooms and were like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> right? And New Jersey usually keeps it real either in the reveals or the burying of revealing information. There's no franchise where the husbands are more important, have their own confessionals uh, and own confessional after it. shows in New Jersey. I love the husbands. Love I love Frank, who is husband. essentially Dolores's surrogate husband and also partner because David doesn't want to live here anymore. Yes. Like they are. So I love Joe. It's so cute. The it's so contractor. cute. I love all of them. I love Bill this season. Like I'm so into all of them and I I really do love Joe Gorga. I just am like what is happening here? It what 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 is happening? I believe it, he I, I don't a, know. I it's don't. a it's a big we're all just like okay, we're going to go along with it because we love you and like I mean, we're still in a pandemic. Um but like interesting that's that that's what it is it's kind of you're like okay all right all right there has been some confusion online about him saying like she's never been busier when they are quarantining at home in a global <laughs> pandemic where her store i don't know what's happening with her store but like uh, but she's not doing events she's not doing red carpets she's not doing uh, parties all this other stuff and i think that was probably an explosion of built in tension yeah. she discusses this on the after show too where she was like the the six or five or six months immediately preceding march i was had never been busier in my professional life and it was probably the boiled overness of the joe having melissa at home all the time which he wanted and the realization that he wasn't getting what he needed before mm -hmm. Maybe he was communicating it. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't being as intentional as he should have been in the moment. Or maybe he felt like guilty and felt like he couldn't properly. 
or it was coming out in different ways. And now they're home and he's realizing what it is, but he's also having to deal with all the tension of all of the anger that he felt before. And she's dealing with all of the resentment that she that felt before. And maybe it really genuinely did take something as small as like several months of living together, together, together. living together on top of each other on top that of giant each other, house <laughs> filming together i mean i know um filming together and whatever else it might have taken something that dumb and also how many drinks were involved and whatever else it's just that there were there was something about it that felt flat to yeah. me i do believe i do believe aspects of it we've seen their marriage i understand joe gorga i understand melissa i understand what melissa is trying to make us understand I just there's something missing there's something missing missing and we don't and we don't know what it is it's just like I think compared to like the other marriages and the other like the rawness that you get from those the other families there's just like it's just like something is off and and missing I hope maybe I hope it unfolds on camera for us or like at the reunion because we we all a little bit confused but we still love y'all and that's that's what's (laughs) most important (laughs) I love that. I'm honestly, I'm enjoying New Jersey so. It's so good. Much. It's so, it's giving me everything I need. I'm uh, it, Jennifer. Jennifer's need. parents fighting makes me so sad. Like that's oh, real. That and like that. Like I literally when like I saw the preview. Like that is what I love about Jersey. Is like no matter what, like the, you're gonna get the real shit. And like that's what mm-hmm. we as viewers. I think love about these shows that like, like I'm married to medicine. Like you, like it is so real and so raw mm. and it's oh just God. like, like fuck the bullshit. Fuck the fakeness. Like we all have shit going on in our lives that is like, be, keep it real, show the real truth. And like, that's the stuff that people are going to relate to because it's like, Oh wow, you're also going through it. But like not the fakeness, but like, Oh, it pains me to see like, to have your parents like at that age in life to say like, I don't like want to be around you. And like, and your friend just lost her parents like so you're thinking like oh crap like when are my parents like when is there going to be their time and like Mm -hmm. you're so it's i can't imagine like the emotions that she's dealing with and like me as a viewer like i'm just like oh my goodness like i my heart breaks for you because i mean my parents are divorced but like they're friends now i can't imagine them being Mm -hmm. like i hate you like i don't want to like not living with your your wife or husband at this stage in life is weird I mean, there's also the tension of like being the child and seeing and experiencing toxicity and being in that position where you have to choose whether or not you are in a position where you might be receiving that toxicity, but you Mm -hmm. put up with it because your parents are of a certain age or health or whatever. Or do you remove yourself because ultimately you need to take care of your soul first Mm -hmm. and not allow yourself to be further damaged, but you have to deal with the guilt of the fact that you are not actively participating in a possibly toxic cycle, but one in which was created and is maintained by your parents Mm -hmm. who you don't know how much time you have left with them. It's really a delicate dance and very difficult to make those kinds of decisions and she's dealing with and jennifer's dealing with the fact that like she has to choose yeah it's not so much even backing away she has to to choose she's to pick one forward it's not easy it's real and yet yeah she's given us so much other shit it's crazy i hope they i hope they come to some type of resolution because i would never want to be put in that position and like 
And you, it's, I don't know, it breaks my heart. Like, it's great TV, but it's like, it, because you hear the pain and you see it and you're just like, oh, my, my heart hurts for you. Like, my heart hurts for Jackie's extensions. Oh, ja- and I mean, Jackie and Evan are doing okay right now. Yeah, they're doing great. They're doing, they're doing awesome. great holding hands in that van while the shit's going down. <laughs> yeah, but just loving each other. Just blend your weave. Just blend it. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. Like, you know, you know there's not a gay man around because literally like the waiter couldn't have been like, oh my god, I love you. Jackie, blend it. Blend it. Like just <laughs> like <laughs> just and it's like, I get it. Like it was probably disgustingly hot outside mm, because like yeah. that's Humid what too. that's what we that's what we deal with here like it's like summer and then it's like oh gross but it's just yeah, like and you're on the shore where yeah like everything yeah curls in all different ways exactly but maybe go it's for like a, a beach a beach wave because some was wavy and some was straight and, uh... i mean whenever i go to miami and it's like are you gonna blow dry your hair what would the point of that be I exactly have wavy hair i'm gonna step outside and it's gonna be fucking like wild it exactly. is exactly a wild wave that's why my hair is mostly always like this because i don't want to deal I with mean, it <laughs> i'm wearing a top knot right now i threw my hair in a top bun for you thank oh you so my much. gosh thank you didn't have to get so dressed up for me thank you with my 10 year or 10 year yeah 10 year old springsteen hoodie that i just can't not wear at all times <laughs> of the day talk about a new jersey a king um question for you where do you find yourself on the Teresa jackie of it all on that spectrum. Where do you fall? Uh, like, it's uh, it's kind of like, I'm, I try, when I was trying to come up with like where I stood, like I was comparing it to like uh, a, a, a Teddy or Rena bringing something up to like, to re- like Teresa is like, there's no, it's not smooth. It's so calculated. We all know it's calculated. And like she, but she's just she's gonna double down. She's not like she's never actually really apologized. Like she's mm-hmm. so good at like dodging. Like oh, let's just like let's just end it. Like I don't like we don't need to talk about it anymore. Like because like I don't want to hurt you all. I didn't mean to hurt you. You can't you can't go to someone's birthday party, accuse them of cheating at the gym. Which I was wondering like is she trying to imply that he swings both ways? Like because I think she was. Um, cause like, I've never, I'm not gonna tell that story, but, um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I just got a flashback. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Was Evan there? Oh. <laughs> Is that gonna be the reveal? I, I, yeah, I so she was, listen, Teresa's inspirational in many ways. She paints a picture. Yeah. So it's just she like, but I think it's just like. I just, I just, I just wish she was a little bit more smooth about it versus mm-hmm. so just like, yeah, I'm just going to throw shit to the wall and hope it sticks. Like, you know, at least, you know, Teddy had like text messages and like, you know, TMZ photos, like, like stuff like, mm-hmm. I want, I want that type of tea, like come with some receipts. Like it doesn't have to be a binder, but like as a viewer, like we know you're on a TV show. So like, we need you to like drop the real tea, like Give us something real. Like we don't don't give us fakeness. I mean, there's a difference between painting a picture and paint by numbers. And Teresa was attempting at the latter and was not entirely successful. But she thought she was doing the former. And maybe the like a second half of this, she's doing it with like the, you know, the Gia of it all. The like uh, trying to walk away from it while continuing to stir it. I mean, it's 
I I don't know. People, listen, I was an avid, whatever the opposite of a tree hugger is. I was like, <laughs> throw, it's, we are out of season. This tree is long since needs to be cut down for size, for everything else. And I honestly have no complaints about this season. I think it's the perfect cast right now. I love, again, can't talk enough about the husband. Um, I... I just am so appreciative of yeah. everything, and a big part of that is Teresa. Yeah, I and really it's a, it's am. it's a good balance, and it's just like it's not it's not smooth, but like I think that's what makes it so Teresa because Ter- nothing yes, about Teresa so it's not smooth, it's not quiet, it's not dim. Everything is loud in your face, and just like huh, like with like she's just like what do you, what do you mean I can't just make up a rumor on camera and just say it like no. That's totally legit and okay to do. It's it actually is makes me a great person. Like that is Teresa. She's like I'm a saint because I gave you you, you something to talk about. And it's like, well, okay, but no. <laughs> is like at the end of the day she might do these terrible awful things and also we see other parts of her we see the fact that she is raised essentially single-handedly and with her father for amazing young women I mean she has done I think a terrific job I mean the way that Gia carried herself in that celebration of life for Nono I mean I just thought it was really lovely to see the fact that whatever happens with Teresa, there's this weird shit that Joe Judy J has been doing on Instagram for clickbait of like Lincoln bio for why Melissa's a twat. Like none of that is helpful and he's putting his ex-wife in a terrible position. But the fact that at least Teresa and Joe can mourn the deaths of their parents and acknowledge that the best absolute best way to celebrate their life in addition to Johnny Walker Blue is remaining supportive of each other and focus I mean like honestly like they're taking a shot instead of throwing them and that is the best <laughs> legacy you can leave for your parents like they have genuinely like they have decided to love each other more than hating each other or trying to fight at each other, get at each other, whatever. And Joe Judice, who hasn't been present literally or figuratively in his former marriage or life, you know, copacetic with his Mm -hmm. in-laws, excluding his mother and father-in-law for many, many years, who's literally no longer present because he's not allowed back in the country, obviously is still living in an existence of several years ago. Yeah. I am glad that everybody else has moved forward from that, but they can't really move on while this other person who Just, is still the father to his daughters is still doing the old shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it it's, it's it, it, a very a much a testament to like how strong of a woman like Teresa is like, so the, the, and like the, I think they were just all in like the Bahamas together. Like the fact that like, yeah, she is so With the com- new boyfriend. The, oh, he was there too. Yeah. Dinner oh, pictures of them at dinner. Love together. that. But like, I, I think it's yeah. great that she, like no matter what, like she's committed to like, this is the father of my children. We're going to co-parent them. Like they will, they will have a relationship with their father. We will be cordial. What she says about him behind closed doors is her own business. But like the fact that she's like, you know, these are my kids and I'm going to, I'm going to support them because that's their father. Like, I think that is Mm -hmm. 
you can't, you like, that's the chef's kiss. Like I, chef's kiss. She's, she does, she does, she does both sides well. And like, I get like, mm-hmm. just seeing like the love and like the, uh like her relationship with her father, like, I think is just so beautiful. And like, I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate to you know that story of like, mm-hmm. you know, losing a parent and having to deal with those emotions and balancing, you know, siblings and ultimately realizing like, Hey, like, our parents wanted nothing more than to us to like have each other's back. So like, let's just do that. And like the two swans, when the two swans showed up, like, oh my god, couldn't even. I was like, yeah, no, that is that is no no. Like those that are your parents. Like, like, those are your parents. I was, I didn't cry, but I feel like I'm about to cry now thinking about it. I actually genuinely feel like I'm about, I'm going to maybe cry for a second. Go for it. It really is. It's very beautiful. Like we all have our situations with our families, but. The love that she had, they have for their parents is like very sweet. And your relative, you know, your parent is never really gone when you have a sibling because mm-hmm. a part of them is literally um, still there, regardless of like biological OGness, you know, regardless of whether it came from uh, this being was birthed from your parent. They are an extension of your parent. It is not biology, it's humanity. And I think that it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. The fact that they can mourn together and celebrate yeah. together is really very lovely. It's and very it was a, sweet. It was a beautiful, beautiful, like, celebration of life event. And also just, like, as viewers, like, we grew up with Nana and, like, this, this, this family. And, like, even just, like, saying, like, how, like, seeing how Gia has grown into, like, a beautiful, mature, strong, strong, strong young woman. Like, the burdens that... that that she has had to carry Unbelie- unbearable and like being the older sister and like she you know i'm pretty sure she, at, when all this stuff was happening you know she was at that age where like she does have the the social medias and like she's at oh, school totally. she's at she's she at the exactly school so she knows right. what's going so the fact that you know she's been able to be that rock for her entire family like her siblings her her mom her her dad like her uncle her aunt like like you like no matter what you like, you can like. They they she has raised phenomenal children, and like I, it just it makes me as a longtime Bravo viewer like proud to just see like that growth of like just how great these kids have turned out to be. And I hope that there. I don't think that this is going to happen ever because I don't know that he is a good enough person to do this. But I hope that at some point there is a genuine realization in Joe Judice Judice's Judice's. <laughs> head and heart where he realizes I took away years from my in-laws lives because I separated them from their mm-hmm. child where family could not be more important in the Gorga life. And he took that away from his wife, from his brother-in-law, from his sister-in-law. And you will never get that time never back. Never get it back. For- for a family where the biggest punishment you could ever give was the rift between father and parent because of the, in many ways, because of the son-in-law. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has never taken responsibility for that, which is why this clickbait stuff that he does on Instagram is just so terrible because he should be on bended knee, knee. apologizing. And he just refuses to because he is still in many ways a piece of shit. Yeah. And he's learned absolutely nothing. 
Nothing. Like they didn't give you a book to read in jail about self-reflection. No, you have time. They got libraries. Time. <laughs> Literally, they he do have time. libraries. Like, <laughs> go get a book. Check it out. I mean, he was too busy focused on trying to read in a different way, which is not what we need right now, Joe. I know that you're training for like boxing or whatever, but like. Stop fighting at home. That exactly. is in the, the figurative home, since you are not allowed in the state of New Jersey. The figurative home. <laughs> like, or the country. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, ultimately, this was all his fault. Yeah, I this, think you caused this. this you ca- Not to say that there wasn't tension already that had existed between Joe, Melissa, V-Tree, and V-Tree, Joe. Obviously, there was shit that he wasn't responsible for that's been going on for a long time. But this specific situation in crisis, when it comes to the time of it all, the pressure put on your children who were ultimately punished much more than you were. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is on you, boo. Like, take a second. Yeah. And it's also like, at the end of the day, like, like your children are seeing this. And, like, I think they're all Mm -hmm. at this age now where... Like, how are they, like, how do they feel? Like, are they going to, like, you know, in a few years, like, realize, like, wow, dad, like, you really fucked up. Like, because like, they all seem to love him and want to spend time with him. But it's like. Of course. He's, he, he, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, that's what I love about Jersey. It's like, it's so real. It's so raw. And it's family. And it's like, I know all of us can relate in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Like, a, we've all been that. in that position, no matter, like, mm-hmm. what part you were in. Like, we've all been there and. I just, you know, I hope eventually that, you know, as a family, they can all really kind of come together and, like, enjoy the time that they have together going forward now and not have to deal with the bullshit. Because I mean, that's it it's bullshit. I'm in a mix right now of some Jen Aiden and some Teresa stuff. And it's just, it can, it's really hard. There is mm-hmm. nothing more difficult than trying to figure out how to, like, really navigate some incredibly difficult situations and and serious crises without absolutely losing yourself so i just give it up for both of those families to share a window to us because it's a way even for myself to like escape the Mm -hmm. shit that i'm going through and be able to experience it at some distance which is how i can do the gen stuff like crying about no no is one thing but like the gen aiden of it all she's doing a very she's doing a very difficult dance right now with her parents and the Teresa has done some really difficult dancing stuff and it's just it's really tough to navigate which is I think why I'm connecting with Jersey so much because Mm -hmm. you're talking about these real things and every family right now has challenges um but there is also the element of like fun and trash in Jersey Shore exactly which Which we love thank you like get drunk yell at each other have laughs do some stupid shit do some stuff that's so stupid and so dumb or like super mean but like do it in a way where it's jersey so yeah like, you guys are gonna forgive each other in like Com- six or eight episodes or double down exactly compare different wedges that you own like i've never seen oh my god <laughs> terrible wedges they what did you Oh love God, a they, they just they love a wet they love a wet and like they don't I don't like they re- you can't do a, a very dainty flowy florally dress and then have a chunky like wedge at the bottom like it just doesn't work. Okay, can we end AG this week's phenomenal episode? You're coming back every day <laughs> with just a question that was online. I saw mixing with Monty do pose this. I think it was started by. Uh, 
Bravo and Cocktails or Brands by Bravo. Somebody started it. A couple people joined in, which is which designer, clothing designer, apparel, which which fashion designer is symbolic of each franchise. So just gut instinct. We'll both do it. We're just going to do it. Don't even worry about it. There's no wrong answer except Mani said like, what's the cloth thing that sold it? Crabtree and Evelyn. She like said that the New York franchise was them. And I was like this. No, this is not right. But she defended it. And Monty, you have every right to say whatever you want. And I can go fuck myself. But I really as a New Yorker was like, this is not (laughs) this this is a crisis. But okay, so we are going to just rapid fire. Okay, whichever one I promise you, I haven't thought about this except in reading some responses and being like, that's an interesting take. Um, Jersey, which fashion designer? Fashion designer. Um, I don't know who's tacky. Uh, got it. Yes. Uh, New York. Which fashion designer? Ooh, someone sleek and uh, they've evolved like a little a, a vineyard vines with a dash of Alexander <laughs> with a with a dash of Alexander Wang. Wow, not that. I don't know. <laughs> That's not right. Um, I'm gonna say Manolo Blahnik because I'm staring at my art collection. <laughs> Moving very fast along. Potomac. Wet seal. <laughs> oh my God. That was directed at Giselle Bryant. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to say Bloomingdale's. <laughs> Moving on. Um, uh, who else is even there? Uh, Atlanta. Um, the back of someone's trunk. Gucci. <laughs> is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Dallas. What's the worst designer? Who's awful? Who's disgust? Who's Dolce and Gabbana? Tori Birch. Ooh, Tori Birch. Vera Bradley. Oh, I think that's who. I forget who the New York comparison was. Okay, Orange County. Mm. Ed Hardy. Oh, Whatever God. the new Ed Hardy is. Von Dutch? <laughs> yeah. Whatever that is now, which is maybe still that, honestly. Probably. I think Von... I, I've seen a few Von Dutch hats make a, make a comeback, so maybe that. Beverly Hills. Nothing I can ever afford. Bloomingdale's. Hermes. Or, mm, yes. You're much better right? at this than me. You're much better at this than me. I have no money. I'm going to point the um, computer screen at the shoe wall. Oh, my goodness. You Manolo's. have so many shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many. I'm a Manolo collector. I have copious credit card debt. Patreon.com slash Andy Scrolls. Salt Lake City. Something with fur. <laughs> the IRS, but with... <laughs> Yeah, with a lot of fur. Um, Bill Blass, maybe? No, that's too old for them. Um, something with fur. Who does a lot I of fur? I was even going to say. Yeah, somebody, a lot of fur. Whoever the new Bill Blass is, I'm like going old school with the Fourier, uh, furrier. I'll just say Fourier. Like Fourier. I just made that up in my head. Oh, like, I'm, I'm a fancy like Jen Shaw. I'm a Fourier. I specialize in furs. Um, <laughs> I literally just made that up in my head. You I'm could like start a new career. It's like, yes, I collect furs and I dissect them and I can look at one and tell you if it's a chinchilla or a fox or a 
Or right? bear? <laughs> yeah, it'll be me and Carrie with a K. It'll be us, the, the animal rights folks of the group. Listen, I could talk to you all day. I'm obsessed with you. And guys, if we missed a franchise, I truly don't give a fuck. I'll probably talk about it on a Patreon, which is why you should join. Um, Tell the folks how to follow you online. You can find me on the Instagram at Rupert underscore Baxter. That is my alias. Um... <laughs> Why do you have an alias? Is this so that Lisa Rinna can't find you? So back in my freshman year of college, um, I was at a party and someone was like, oh, did you know that Daniel's real name is Rupert, like the bear from Family Guy? And I was just like, that's not my name. And they were like, we'll prove it. And I was like, well, I don't have my ID. Like I'm at a party in a dorm and I'm 18. Like, why would I have my ID? Um, so like people just started calling me that. And this was around the time when they were like, oh, like future employers are going to like find you and then like i I got i got really drunk one day and posted i was at a bar and this couple was doing something really that i don't think they realized it was a glass wall um (gasps) so so i posed like and took a picture and posted it on my instagram wasted the next morning my instagram had been shut down and (gasps) i was and i was just like I am never putting my name on the internet. So I have forever gone by. You've been canceled by a lot of social media vehicles. I mean, I wouldn't say canceled. You've been, you've (laughs) been, you've been uh, consciously uncoupled for temporary periods of time. I like that. By several social media vehicles. Yes, yes, yes. So I've, I've learned that you just, Sometimes when you have a little few drinks, maybe don't no. tweet it. Very carry with a cat. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. I'll take no. it. I'll take it. I'll maybe, take it. Maybe not carry with a cat. Who else is kind of? I'd say I can be like a Sonia. Camera? A Sonia. Yeah. I'm a yeah, Sonia. A little Sonia. A little like, Sonia. Like I mean, like I mean, like I mean well. I'm just having you fun. You mean well. Yeah, but things happen. Things yeah. happen when you're a little tipsy girl. Things happen. Yeah, don't tweet and um, drink. And listen, Senior Manager of Culture and Employee Experience, how was the culture and experience of Andy's Girls for you today, your first time on the show? I mean, I you, you, 100, 100 across the board, 10s across the Thank board. You. This was so much fun. Like, I've, like, this is the best way to wake up on a Friday. Like, Well, I just, listen, it's been a pleasure. I just want to let you know again that my favorite color in away luggage is that navy blue. But I'm open to other colors. If I oh. see a metallic in my mailbox from the gods at away. Let's go away. Let's, Let's get away. Go. Please, I need to get away somewhere. <laughs> I need to get out of the right? apartment. <laughs> oh my god, where where's the first place that you're going to with your away luggage? Um, it's actually one of them. I own seven pieces. One of them is right next to me. <gasps> I am going to. I have a basement, so I store it down there. I'm Ooh. going to Tulum. Tulum in what month is this? At the end of May for a bachelorette trip. Um, okay. And when the, when the group trip group chat was made i literally said if this ain't a bolo level bachelorette trip it doesn't count don't come and every girl and the and the group chat said i'm ready so we're gonna i'm the only guy going naturally oh my god well how fun be safe be safe okay great that sounds amazing 
Um, and P.S. We have this amazing segment on AG called uh, uh, Small Business Satchels where we shout out our favorite small businesses. What is your small business satchel? We want to shout out the businesses that mean something to us, everything to us during this crazy wild time. And guys, I want to get your small business satchels, which you can find info about how to share those with me in the show notes for this week's episode. What is your small business satchel? Mine is this amazing uh, woman-owned uh, little trinket gift shop in Brooklyn called Awesome Brooklyn. Um, it's owned by this woman, Vanessa. She is so amazing. She's passionate about Brooklyn, politics. She has an am- cute, amazing, cute little family. I literally go there for anything anytime i need to buy a birthday card or like anniversary oh. card she has like a bunch of local vendors that she she um buys from so it's like Ooh. all very local brooklyn but a mixture of like fun puzzles and books yes. and mugs and i'm trying to think like what in my apartment i have like that is from her store that i can show you but it's all great go check it out uh, awesome brooklyn you can find her on twitter instagram and tell her Daniel sent you so she can give me oh a Oh, my like, God. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's Shout such a great little awesome store. Shout out to Awesome Brooklyn. And I'm going to include in the show notes um, how to follow them online and their website info as well. So we can all support them. Give them a follow. My small business natural is a little interesting. I met this person a couple years ago, and they've changed my life. There's someone who checks in on me with family stuff, mental health stuff. How are you doing? How's your day stuff? How can I help you? An artist at their craft and also a genuinely wonderful human person. It's my CPA, Mr. Joey Gilbert. I call him Joey Gilbert. I call him Joey CPA when he calls me. When I call him, he calls me Sarah Galley. We shoot the shit. He helps me with everything. He has been an angel in my life. He is someone who was highly recommended by someone I've uh, worked with in the past. And the second I started talking to him, I was like, you are my everything. You're like, thank you. He is incredible. He is someone who is interested in helping and creating and working with folks to figure out what is the narrative of your life and then how does that play into financial stuff, tax stuff, whatever it is that you need assistance with. I could not more highly recommend him. And he, again, as a, you know, event consultant whose job is currently rest in peace due to the pandemic, I haven't produced an event in uh, over a year. (laughs) Um, He is just incredible and such an amazing support. How many times can you hear that, like, your accountant is one of your favorite people? I'm I'm like, do I need to? I need need to call him. Oh, no, you need to get in touch with Joey CPA. He is actually genuinely, sincerely one of my favorite people he's been life-saving especially during the pandemic but prior to that he is incredible and will work with organizations small businesses individuals he can help with consulting tax stuff corporation formation um logistics the negosh anything that you need help with i could not more highly recommend Joey Gilbert CPA, whose website is joeygilbertcpa.com. A man, listen, he knows a brand. Listen, and I'm going to include, he knows it. And I'm going to include that info in the show notes for this episode and shout out to Joey CPA, who is genuinely one of my favorite people who I trust with everything, who I've texted after midnight to be like, I have a question about this. Will I ever see money again in my life? And, you know, like he is just absolutely chef's kiss the best decision that you will make for yourself your family or your business so 
couldn't more highly recommend. And again, these satchels are not paid. These are genuinely people that I care about, support, have supported me, who I want to see well and come out of this pandemic and just wild ass economy. And so, Joey, you know you have my heart. And I'm we, love you, you. we love you, Joey. We love you. <laughs> love you, Joey. Love you, Joey. Love you. Love ya. And the listener small business satchel comes from Megan in McKinney, Texas, who wants to shout out the Girls Gone Wine, which is the winery the ladies of Dallas visited in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Broken Bow, Oklahoma. The ladies who own this place are fabulous. The employee, this is what she says the employees treat you like you are royalty. Broken Bow is a very small town of about 4,000 people, and their economy is dependent upon the quote-unquote tourism, if that is what you want to call it. And Megan, (laughs) I do believe I do. It was one of the few locations that DVF, I assume Dallas-Fort Worth folks, felt comfortable vacationing to last year because we can drive there so easily. I cannot imagine how the pandemic has affected the amazing people of Broken Bow. They are the salt of the earth kind of people. Support Girls Gone Wine by shopping online. A great satchel. Very timely. Yeah. Housewife specific. And and I love the name. Girls Gone Wine. Girls Gone Wine. And I went to their website. They have a cartoonish thing on the cover that is a wild creative artistic choice. And I love the energy and spirit (laughs) of them. I honestly maybe need to buy some. I need to buy some wine from Girls Gone Wine. My God. I need to help them after whatever the fuck Carrie with a K put them through. So they really could use our support genuinely, spiritually and otherwise. So I'll include all of these three um, small biz satchels, infos on how to support in the show notes for this episode. Speaking of support, I haven't worked in a hot minute. You guys hopefully enjoy listening to this podcast. If I knew how I was forcing you to, I would um, monetize that. And so I guess this is still a volunteer endeavor. Um, Please, if you can, if you can afford to uh, join the Andy Scrolls Patreon, you get exclusive bonus episodes, the opportunity to guest co-host with me on a Patreon exclusive episode, and just a lot of appreciation from me. I know how difficult uh, this time is for so many people. If you can afford to, and ultimately that is real heavy focus on if you can afford to genuinely, I really genuinely appreciate it. Every single sign up, level up goes such a long way. I went to a sample sale yesterday and bought two dresses. And so like, yeah, are bills being paid? Um, No. But did I get these 75% off? I did. Am they I were asking cute. for 85? They were super cute. I posted them on Instagram. Too many of y'all slid into my DMs and said, you need to get both. I have looked for this dress in teal for a over, well over a year and a half. And so you deserved it. A, so I deserved it. And also it came in blush. There was nothing I could do. They forced me to do it. And then it turns out after I was walking home, I got an email that it was an extra 20% off, which I was told wasn't going to happen while I was at this. I don't know. Shout out to 260 Sample Sale. Guys, please slide back into my DMs because I love you. And uh, I was so excited to get these dresses and also to hear that there weren't going to be price reductions. And then walking home with the dresses, I got an extra 20%. So anyway, uh, an email about that. So this is like the opposite of whatever a satchel is. This is a satchel call to action. If you guys, I got them 75% off, but every dollar matters. And that would be like 85. I don't know. Math is hard. Money is short. I need some green because I just bought pink and blue. Please, 260, do me a favor. And AGs, if you can sign up for a Patreon, because again, haven't worked in a year. These dresses now exist in my home. I believe very strongly into um, 
adoption and supporting adoption and these Agreed. dresses needed a forever family and yeah. i'm so happy to be that you, you needed no, them don't totally you needed them i did i did not have a choice i it was not volunteer i was forced into this and Literally. i want to break out of that cycle but everything i buy is adorable so like what can a girl do patreon.com slash andy's girls would super appreciate i've done a lot of coverage of the jen shaw arraignments of it all that and polls and pictures of shoes and so much more you can find at instagram <laughs> i was gonna say instagram.com <laughs> a savant of tech hey i and- use it i use the desktop version it's so much easier than do you don't listen because wow the judgment seeping through my it's easier for me to just like hop on instagram.com while i'm like in the middle of the work day to be like oh a message or oh that post and then like when i'm away from the computer i know Uh i know you are you do direct a culture listen and you know you are all about that community at away. You direct the culture at away. You're directing the culture of your desktop, and I have no choice but to stand. So there we go. And while you're standing, guys, um, follow me on Instagram.com/slash Dame Galley or at Dame Galley, depending on what kind of personality type you are feeling today. I would super appreciate that. I'm gonna put up a BH uh, reaction to the trailer once we get it in the next eight to 11 years so look for that on the patreon listen daniel stokes i'm obsessed with you i'm this double was... vaccinated me too uh, today, was two, today was my two-week thing my two week was last week oh my god cheers to us what a day to celebrate with our conversation together i die for you we survived a pandemic <laughs> I mean, we have not yet survived it. It is still super ongoing. We're on like our 15th wave. So but you, but we you, are still you, here. We you know what I mean. We, are, we, we, we got our survivors. shots. We got our we shots. We got our shots. We did the absolute best thing that we could do to keep ourselves safe as well as our loved ones and strangers. And guys, if you have access to the vaccine, I know that in New York, it just lowered to people 16 and above. Um, which means that I am eligible as a as a early twenties spiritual mid twenties plus person. Um, you know, if you are eligible to get the vaccine or able to get an appointment, I know that's tough. Please get vaccinated. It's the absolute best way to get ourselves through um this pandemic and time. And, you know, I'd like to have a job again, although that shouldn't stop you from leveling up on Patreon. So all of this is connected. Um Daniel Stokes, I have loved connecting with you. This I, has been a delight. I loved this. Like, please invite me back, and I will let Duh, my boss. I'll tomorrow. let my. I'll let my boss know. Like, sorry, I can't make that meeting because I'm recording Andy's girls. Okay, <laughs> priorities. And also, boss, that um, medium-sized carry-on or whatever in navy slide into my DMs, boss and I love a culture. I love that culture. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk I'm offline. I, okay, I know. Great. I okay. know people. Okay, great. I also like metallic. All right, guys. <laughs> um, stay safe. <laughs> And I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>